Section two of Tours in the South Coast District by Queensland Railways. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Timothy Ferguson. Mawulumbar. Reader's note the next section is a fold out page from the book containing a very large photograph that has three captions. The captions are Eager to hope, but not less firm to bear. Acquainted with all feelings save despair. Mawulumbar, thy phoenix rise inspires the dauntless courage of our noblest sires. But gentler fortune now upon thee smiles, and rural beauty every hour beguiles. Reader's note ends. As it stands today, Mawulumbar is a monument to the indomitable pluck of the Australian. On the Sabbath evening of 14th September 1907, and when devout worshippers still were in the midst of their prayers, the loud alarm of fire-bells smote the ears of Mawulumbar's citizens. Just as on the eve of the Battle of Waterloo, the citizens of Brussels thronged with terror dumb, and whispered with white lips, The foe! They come! They come! So the citizens of Mawulumbar thronged from church, chapel, and home to combat the fire-fiend. But before that fiend was repulsed, Practically the whole business portion of the town had been reduced to ashes. But were the people utterly dismayed by the fierce erupting tide of disaster? Not a bit. That was 1907. Today, as though the fearful conflagration had been merely a seasonal visitation, the whole of the destroyed area is covered with new buildings, just as after winter's cruel frosts, new grass and herbage and flowers spring forth to herald the season of prosperity so close at hand and the tourist who today visits mawulumba and is fully acquainted with its fearful experience of that catastrophic sabbath eve must marvel at the rapidity with which the desolation then caused has been conquered and turned to full account in the ledger of experience as the formation of an adequate and competent force of firefighters and the providing of an adequate and full water supply eloquently testify. But what of that? The predominant characteristic of Australians, and more especially of Queenslanders, is their laughing scorn of disaster. Let it come. So long as the balsamic air of Mawulumbar, and of those glorious agricultural districts thereabout, fill man's veins with health and courage, what foe, even fire itself, can conquer? And, as viewed from the near eminence above the town, Mawulumbar is a fairy scene. By golden sunlight it is gorgeous. By soft, silvery moonlight it is almost sublime. For there the world is overflown with serene beauty and tranquillity, and all but the spirit of man himself seems divine. Floriat Mawulumbar Endowed with rich soil, copious rainfall, splendid timber and ideal climate, small wonder is it that this section of Queensland's southeastern coastland is so opulent in primary production and so suggestive of the fairest counties in the south of England and of gay Lombardy. A thriving township and popular watering place is Cleveland, but 22 miles by rail from Brisbane, its accessibility has marked it for special favour amongst excursionists. Its natural features, topographically, being eminently suitable, and deep water being available right up to the front door, the early pioneers sought and fought like Trojans to secure there the establishment of the capital of Queensland. Hence their enterprise in building the pier, whose ruins now add 
almost melancholy picturesqueness to the place then arose a fierce contest between ipswich and cleveland but brisbane like the fox in the fable stepped in and carried off the booty from under the very nose of the exhausted contestants cleveland has many and varied attractions for the visitor it has maintained its rural charm and long strong walks may be enjoyed along the umbrageous roads and hedge-filled lanes and over its fellow fields along the road to redland bay the surrounding landscape is pervaded with rich colouring from the brilliant scarlet of the flamboyant ponciana to the purple blossoms of the tender lucerne all the calmness and the splendour and repose flowing as where the sunset flowers like a silver-hearted rose needless to say cleveland is excellently provided with everything to make a holiday enjoyable the hotel accommodation is right up to date and peace and content spiced with sheer enjoyment and love of living drowse the mind with the fullness of their gentleness as a spot for holiday enjoyment walking swimming fishing boating cycling or motoring this is the place that every tourist should make a point of visiting railway communication is regular and rapid and the department takes special pains in providing for the comfort of tourists winham and manley readers note these two pages contain three photographs with the following captions nay there's a time when even the rolling year seems to stand still dead calms are in the ocean when not a breath disturbs the drowsy main the winds with wonder whist smoothly the waters kissed whispering new joys to the wild ocean the sea the sea the open sea the blue the fresh the ever free without a mark without a bound it runneth the earth's wide region round readers note end turn from the purple-clad meadow catch ye the glimpse of the bay silver track sapphire and shadow luring the soul of the day the highest point on the line to cleveland is reached at the picturesque suburb called morningside so named probably because it is the first spot on account of its altitude to catch the kiss of the ruddy sun-rays as they peep above the horizon from this point the line runs on to baruda where one of the largest meat-works in queensland is situated even the low-lying and somewhat uninteresting flats that stretch around and on past hemant and lindum are turned to utility in connection with the meat-works they graze large numbers of cattle which are destined for ultimate export to the old country and other markets of the world not until winham is reached are obtained the first glimpses of the flashing waters of morton bay and from here right on to cleveland the eye is entranced by these intermittent gleams of silvery splendour emblematic of the superb diadem of beauty with which southern queensland has been crowned by nature winham and winham south are popular marine residential and pleasure resorts both possess substantial jetties and at both are splendid bathing accommodation and up-to-date hotels at the week end and on holidays the bay hereabout is dotted with the white wings of sailing boats of all sizes from the pert ten-footer to the broad-beamed haughty yacht to the south of winham lies manly which if it cannot claim the wild kisses of the riotous foam-crowned breakers of the pacific as can its namesake at sydney at least can claim a beauty almost unsurpassable by any rival the line to manly steadily rises until at eighty-seven feet above the level of the bay the full panorama of seascape and landscape is seen 
lying embosomed in the soft radiance of the day that manly with its charming heights whence the islands of the bay shrouded in the veil of the blue distance may be viewed and with its wealth of green reserves and clear shore waters should be a special favourite with holiday-makers is not surprising at easter and christmas manly has the appearance of a military bivouac for at these times the reserves are literally covered with the white tents of camping parties the scene at night when the moonlight fills the bay like wine in some great quaint carven cup being particularly beautiful it is only thirteen miles from the roar of the city yet how remote in its tranquillity and charm it seems to be tweed heads to mawoolumba readers note the following two pages contain five photographs with two captions the two captions read and oft as ease and health retire to breezy lawn or forest deep and thou glorious mirror where the almighty's form glasses itself readers note ends meadow grove and stream the earth and every common sight here seem apparelled in celestial light the glory and freshness of a dream in the beginning of her titanic task nature seems to have designed the southeast of queensland and the northeast of new south wales as twin sisters whose beauty should be hidden from another lest jealousy result by the lofty barrier of macpherson's range that range however does not extend completely to the sea-coast it gradually declines as it approaches the seaboard and for a long distance from tweed heads only a series of high ridges form the boundary line between the twin districts on its north and south on the southern side the waters of the tweed gather they come meandering from the gentle slopes of meadowland on the one side and they come rushing and tumbling through the fern-clad gully and ravine down the mountain slopes on the other side their music may be heard in restless murmur when in the hush of the fervent noon the song of birds is stilled and even the aeolian breezes seem to have gone to rest in the cool shades of the mountain caves a noble stretch of water is the tweed the rugged mountain scenery on the north and the meadowlands on the south proclaim the inspiration which gave its name the trip from the tweed heads to mawoolumbar by steamer is an experience never to be forgotten it suggests visions of those entrancing scenes which wordsworth delighted to describe the light that never was on sea or land the consecration and the poet's dream in obedience to nature's leading the river winds along the feet of the mountains where ferns luxuriate under the cool shade and subtropical palms spread their broad fronds to the delicious sunlight at places the wall of rock rises sheer from the river's edge while on the other side in smiling repose lie broad fields right glorious to behold in their green livery so placid is the river's breast that the swan floats double swan and shadow on its crystalline radiance the heron the sacred ibis the bronze-winged wild duck love this stream their nests lie hidden amidst yonder bracken and fern and as the steamer almost silently drives through the water they hardly deign to rise from the river or to display any fear of man the roar of the blue pacific's breakers soon is mellowed to a murmur as the journey up the river proceeds and soon all thoughts of the ocean's solemn majesty are lost in the newer contemplation of the rural beauties that spread around on the far-stretching landscape this too is a sugar-producing district 
but here also as in southern queensland the dairy herd has largely displaced the cane crop the land hereabout however is almost too valuable to be devoted to dairying its price is very high and yet farmers make handsome incomes out of their dairy herds which hard as is the work connected with them seems to have a fascination beyond that of crop raising for two hours this transit of delight continues the eye becomes almost satiated with the unvarying variety and the eternal monotony of change so multitudinous are the different aspects which nature kaleidoscopically presents should it happen to be a somnolent day with drowsy stillness in the air the azure haze that hangs over the landscape invests the whole scene with an exquisite softness as when seen in a camera obscura the perfume of new-mown hay and of silvery scented wattle steals into the brain with subtle charm and even the faint tinge of smoke from a nearby homestead on the river bank is aromatic mwoolumba at last appears in the distance with its clustered houses and its signs of activity it may be said to bestride the river and a very substantial yet handsome trust bridge connects the two sides of the town in the distance it gleams like the gossamer web of a spider in the morning dew making dainty silhouette against the remote hills beyond the town of mwoolumba is a picturesque place eminently and eloquently indicative of the prosperity amid which it is encradled the surrounding farms are pictures of prettiness and happy days may be spent in exploring their continuous line and feasting on the wide outstretched scene of rural calm and contentment with its ineffable dower of beauty bow desert readers note this page contains two photographs which have one caption the caption is god's world is bathed in beauty god's world is steeped in light readers note ends the tourist who has any acquaintance with queensland's history should regard bow desert with particular interest apparently only a comparatively small town it has played a large part or at any rate the surrounding district has in the destinies of queensland it may be regarded as the district whence originated the fierce and long drawn out battle against the squatters which ultimately ended in the downfall of the absolute squatter regime a battle with which some of the most notable names in queensland's history are inseparably associated but the rural calm of bow desert now is undisturbed by any but the sounds of progress and prosperity it lies in the lap of plenty and it is proud of its indisputable prettiness there is something suggestive of goldsmith's description of sweet auburn about bow desert but sweet auburn could not have been surrounded by fields and pastures more opulent than these nor by landscape far and near more enchanting and inspiring where the great dark hills of wonder scarred with storm and cleft asunder by the strong sword of the thunder make a knight on morning's brow many a merry revel has bodesert known but never one to equal that which the spread of closer settlement has brought to her lot that old gag that the land wants only tickling to laugh itself into a harvest can be applied almost literally to this district agriculture is carried on with almost phenomenal results and it must be an unproprietor's season when bow desert farms cannot go one better than any of their southern rivals on the combined exhibit from the logan and albert at every annual show of the national association of queensland the name of bow desert is largely writ readers note these two pages contain two photographs with two captions the captions are 
then laughs the childish year with flower tis crowned and lavishly perfumes the fields around and all substantial nourishment receive for joy is ever here to chase the thoughts that grieve and where the laughing water rushes onward to the boundless sea ever onward onward ever to the bosom of the sea readers note ends some of the finest dairy herds in queensland have been raised there and the dairying industry is a source of surpassing prosperity in the town two butter factories of large capacity are regularly kept in full swing and the butter exports from there are very extensive indeed the most extensive of any similar area in queensland the pastoral industry also though now on a scale much smaller than of yore on account of the throwing open to agriculture of such wide areas still flourishes amain buyers in search of fats always know the road to bow desert around this district is some truly beautiful scenery scenery that rivals that of the valley of the bremer and of the most picturesque parts of rosewood meadow grove and stream seem to wear some special charm denied to other places perhaps that is because of the blandness of the air of pervading prosperity let no one say he knows the logan or southern queensland till he can speak of bow desert the sweet auburn of that beautiful area of queensland's agricultural gardens narang readers note these two pages contain three photographs with three captions the captions are around thee dance the rosy hours and damasking the ground with flowers with sweet scents perfume the morn here we rollick and revel chaunting our chanty's might here we play with the spirit of day and croon with the spirit of night and Sigurd isles that like to rich and various gems inlay the unadorned bosom of the deep readers note ends hark to the swishing of the thrashers hark to the whirring of the mill for the season is in swing and the southern breezes sing reap your harvest with a will with a will gather in your bonny harvest with a will properly to understand the importance to which since the days when the honourable lewis hope planted the first stool of sugar-cane at ormiston and since robert towns first introduced kanakas into the logan district the sugar manufacturing industry in southern queensland has risen the sugar-laden areas of narang must be explored narang is the sugaropolis of far southern queensland though large quantities of sugar-cane are grown at pimpama coomera on the logan and albert rivers cleveland and redland bay it is only natural that the successful experiment carried out by the honourable lewis hope should direct attention to the profitable use to which these southern areas might be put and that the sugar-growing industry should extend down to the very border the country around narang is eminently suited to sugar-growing and hence the great extent to which the industry has been carried on in the district narang makes open proclamation of the value of the industry the mill there is one of the finest in the whole of queensland and its output is quite in consonance with the importance of the district the creek on which narang is situated and along whose banks are so many cane growing farms is a very fine stream finding its way ultimately to the ocean at the southern end of southport an exploratory tour over this district is most elevating not only from an informative point of view but also from an artistic point of view the country is of an undulating character presenting uniquely picturesque glimpses of agricultural scenery the macpherson range stretches to the southwest and doubtless acts as an effective break to the wild winds that sweep over the range and which if not checked might lower the claims of the narang district as being so eminently suitable 
to the cultivation of agricultural produce and of sugarcane in particular. The district is thriving at a rapid rate. Land is in great demand and it offers specially interesting opportunities for tourists who desire to be able to speak of southern Queensland not as scribes, but as those having authority. Corumban. The next two pages contain four photographs. These are accompanied by three captions and a poem that, because of its placement, might be a caption. These are as follows. O'er oh, the glad waters of the dark blue sea, our thoughts as boundless and our souls as free, far from the breeze can hear the billows foam. Survey our empire and behold our home. And see the rivers how they run, through woods and meads, in shade and sun, a various journey to the deep, like human life to endless sleep. Where lawns extend that scorn Arcadian pride, and brighter streams than famed Hadaspes glide. And where health and plenty cheer the labouring swain. Reader's note ends. At the mouth of the creek of that name, and a short distance from the railway station similarly named, is Corumban Head. This picturesque spot may be reached also from Tweed Heads, the walk along the broad white beach being a couple of hours of splendid pedestrian exercise. Those who prefer can reach the head by driving. For camping parties, Corumban can hold its own with any of the other many beautiful spots on the southern coastline of Queensland. The creek ripples down to join the sea and thus affords sweet, calm waters for those who do not care to buffet in the bounding breakers. The fishing here is noted amongst sportsmen of the line and hook, and many a record has been made only to be broken in regard to the size of hauls obtained. Many excursionists prefer Corumban even to Southport or to Tweed Heads because of its singular picturesqueness, which is somewhat on the rugged side, and also because of its unique quietude and privacy. A weekend at Corumban is a banquet on the spice of outdoor life. End of section two. Recording by Timothy Ferguson, Gold Coast, Australia.